Happy belated Halloween, everyone. Welcome to the Walker AC Experience, coming to you live from digital download to a pre-recorded tape near you. It has been past Halloween already, so we hope everyone got to trick-or-treat. Hopefully no one got razor blade in their apples. I am Walker AC, and to you, my friends, yes, you are my friends. I go by Adrian, and be sure to follow us. Like we mentioned so many times, uh, walkerac76.podbean.com. That's walkerac76.podbean.com. And coming up is, of course, Thanksgiving and and uh, Christmas and New Year's. And, of course, be sure to support the experience by going on to Cafe Press forward slash W-A-C-E, which will allow you to get some merchandise Get some stuff for your loved ones, your pets. Get some stationery, some blankets, and everything in between. And before I forget, I'm not going to forget. Let me introduce to you my co-host, my almighty, my man, my best friend, the guy who will eventually teach me Japanese. Here is Kevin Yu. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Hey, hey, hey. Happy post-Halloween, everybody. Uh, just like how you're supposed to OD on sugar and OD on calories. <laughs> here on out nothing says fun like high fructose syrup and sugar so it's a wonderful thing to keep all keep all the kids hyped up and give them a case of the diabetes at an early age how's it going with you it's okay um i like you know i like how people really enjoy halloween and like it seems like more people are just really appreciating it and having fun with it it's it seems like a lot more fun than Christmas sometimes. <laughs> I think I, I think everyone has lost the plot when it comes to Christmas. So Halloween is more festive because, like we mentioned in past podcasts, cast you get to dress up a little bit. You know, the kids can actually have fun and dress up to be whatever they want to be. Albeit, you have you know spirit Halloween stores vomiting up everywhere and local debilitating uh you know um, strip malls. But, hey, let's not, you know, we don't want that getting in the way of a good time and fun and buying expensive costumes. When was the last time you dressed up? I mean, what age, you know, do you remember your last uh, costume? Well, I I bought a um, jumpsuit, the official follow jumpsuit. And I'm like, oh, this is good enough. Like, I felt pressured this year to do it, too. I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to spend the money for it and just, like... It is great to have a costume. I'm just like, I couldn't be bothered to do it. I just, <laughs> I spend, I've, I spend too much time on other things. And like, I'm trying to really build up my uh, financial resources for more important projects to me. And like, nobody really judges, judges you anyway. So it's like, okay, I'm going to enjoy Halloween no matter what. And, you know, people will be on board because I've got the Halloween spirit, which is going on and having fun. Because I feel even more um, pressure for Christmas. That one is kind of a weird pressure cooker of stress. Uh, you ever notice that in Christmas movies that the people that aren't into Christmas get pressured into accepting Christmas and like, oh yeah, I'm happy now. Now I've joined the cult. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, if you don't like Christmas, we will force you and guilt you to like Christmas <laughs> and to buy people you don't like stuff. Because we're going to guilt you to get into the spirit, spooky, spooky, of Christmas. That's the real horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's those basic Christmas movies. You know, I mean, the guy doesn't know what he wants, goes back to his hometown, either meets his girl or meets a family member that's not in the spirit. So they show him, a la pressure him, you know, all the good parts of Christmas. Spending money, spending time with family members you don't really like, or reconnecting with someone you left town for many, many years ago. But, you know, it all turns out very well in the end. 
Uh, but I think I favor Halloween more because, like you said, it's more f- fun than anything. Yeah, it's also kind of like what you make of it. It could be really silly. It could be really serious. It could be, you know, just a casual thing. It's you can do it with your friends or family with kids. It's it's a lot more flexible in my my view. And Kevin, I hope when you go out trick or treating, or you know, the next time you go out trick or treating, I hope you're not going to uh, go by the stereotype dressing like a ninja. Or any stuff like that. I mean, I have more faith in you. So, uh, you know, this time, pick out a good costume. Well, I'm just a pajama guy. That's that's all I am. Like, I'm not a ninja. I'm just my pajamas. <laughs> you racist. I'm making money now. Uh-huh. Perfect scam. <laughs> uh, uh, break the stereotype. Break the stereotype. I'm not dressing up as a basketball player. I swear I'm not. <clears throat> exactly. You're dressing up as, uh, I don't know, like a locker. With <laughs> simple easy to the point uh, <laughs> as we're going with this uh podcast here we're going to do uh, talk about a couple of things like we always do uh we'll try to keep it light but you know there are, of course uh, uh, one thing i do want to talk about i mean we're going to bring the podcast down just a little bit i'm not one for jumping into the news a lot because the news is depressing and they only focus on a microcosm of good things. Like I said before, you can always turn on the TV or go online and find bad news anywhere. But when it comes to a fireman getting a cat out of a tree, verbally speaking, of course, they don't really want to focus on that because the bad always outweighs the good. And it's more water cooler talk, basically. But this is something I wanted to touch on a little bit. And, you know, I don't want to sound like a selfish schmuck, but I'm glad it didn't happen in my area. And that's not to say that it can't happen, but that's neither here nor there. Um, The main shooter, um, the guy who um, unfortunately uh, murdered, I think the count was up to 22. I could be mistaken. I really don't want to go back to to that particular part and look it up, but it was a significant amount of people. And uh, my question to you, Kevin, is we can take it apart brick by brick or just speak on it for how it is. You know, there's so many different factors to something like this, and I hate to even say it, it's more of the norm now. Do you think, I mean, what what, what really makes people want to just snap like that? I think it is because it is exactly what you said. It's normalized. Every week, like virtually, there's a mass shooting, and... You know, there are groups that keep track of these numbers. And, you know, from a holistic um, view, it is so much of, um, we live in a high pressure society and we're not taught to deal with our feelings in an appropriate constructive way. Um, We keep embracing horrid ways of thinking it's a mental health crisis. It is uh, um, a diff- it's a, also a health problem when people can't get their needs addressed in a timely manner. Um, it's a gun control issue. It is a culture issue. It is a um, disparity issue. It is a lot. And it is a lot more nuanced than people think. Um, it's for someone to to do this it's an extreme act but also like we've come to find a way to make that extreme not so extreme which is horribly dangerous i mean i was commenting yesterday to somebody that nowadays extreme violence is not appealing to me as much as it used to be anymore when i was a teenager it's like yeah awesome the more the more violence the better but now I think it's, I see the impact on it is on society and, and the human psyche. I don't really want to seek that out as much anymore. You know, violence shouldn't exist for violence's sake. Well, what do you think? I think it's more desensitized, you know, as you mentioned earlier. And also, I'm not going to make a joke about it, but I'm going to make a statement that could be, you know, misconstrued as a joke. What happened to just plain crazy? 
What happened to that? Um, back in our day, and I'm using the air quotes, there was crazy. There was just people that were just crazy and wanted to harm themselves or harm others. Uh, whether it be a chemical imbalance, a mental, um, you know, a mental deficiency going on with them, but just unfortunately playing crazy. And now it's more on the forefront with social media, and I hate, hate, hate using social media as a crutch, but yeah, it's, you know, I mean, it's more, it's, it's more prevalent because you can go on Twitter, you can go on any kind of news network or YouTube and see, you know, mass shooter in this state or this school or this mall. And before, and I'll go back a couple of years, the Columbine shooting. Now, everyone is familiar with the Columbine shooting, if you're not familiar with it. Two young men walked into their school with trench coats and guns and shot up the school, shot up the cafeteria area before turning the guns on themselves. And that was shocking. That shook America down to its core because no one could ever fathom something like that ever happening. I know at my young age, in the violent era that I was, you know, with the video games and liking, you know, brutal movies, just for the shock value, that really hit to me because you would see, you see it in movies, you see it in video games, but you would never think that something like that would ever happen. And then the documentaries came out and the news stories came out. And now fast forward years later, it seems like it's happening every week and it's normalized. And no matter what way you take it apart, there still isn't a reason why people do it. It's, I mean, I also want to add that um, back in the 90s, mental health was a joke. It was literally the butt of jokes and sitcoms and in and, and stand-up. It's like, if you see, need help, you're crazy. And crazy was just like, you're dangerous. <clears throat> That's it. Like, you'd rather, you'd rather sit and suffer for the rest of your life with your, with your issues rather than get help. Um, I also have this pet theory that um, the war on drugs worked too well, and that's why people don't seek um, psychoactive drugs. Like people don't want to make their kids to be on ADHD medication, um, and how um, yeah, and so that was part of it. And I I do appreciate how people like millennials and younger started being like hey it's okay to talk about your your psychological experience it's okay to to have a difficulty and to treat a mental illness that's the same as a physical illness so that was a good cultural shift but also i think that when something like this happens it is the ultimate like um symbolic middle finger final middle finger to the world it's like i got was i got you know, everybody thinks they're a victim. All these people, you know, young, like, or just men, let's face it, they feel so victimized or justified or entitled to their rage and frustration that they made the logical leap that killing a bunch of innocent people is the way for me to be known and my pain to be known, and I'm going to kill myself because I'm going to achieve immortality that way. And for what? It's it is kind of almost a better move that people don't publicize any information about these you know shooters because they know that's I think people have concluded that's what they really want to be remembered to be to have their story and and um, suffering known. Mm, yeah, it's the. You know, it's the equivalent of uh, serial killers. You know, serial, you know, serial killers. Um, you know, Eileen Warnos or Manson or Ramirez, stuff like that, because we gave them the lip service. You know, because mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. we um, sensationalized what they've done. Because once again, it went from shock value to they're almost, they're almost, they're almost um, celebrities. I'm not going to say famous because they're not famous. I want to say almost at celebrity level because if we didn't put them on the forefront, if we didn't put them on the front page, 
no one would know who Charles Manson is. No one would know who Ramirez is. No one would know who John Wayne Gacy is. Nobody would know these names. This would be just everyday names that we would not even think of. Mm-hmm. You know, right? So now, when things like this happen, they're plastered everywhere. They have their fifteen minutes of fame, and they will be spoken about um, like like legend. You know, we sensationalize the mm-hmm. wrong legends. You know, the wrong celebrities, because this this person and I don't know his name and I don't want to know his name because I don't want that in my mind. You know, I don't want his mm-hmm. name in my lexicon. I really don't because, you know, yes, it's a heinous act, but it's something I don't want to celebrate, mm-hmm. which is, which is why, and I'm not going to get too deep into the woods on this one. This is why I don't celebrate nine 11 because that, that does not deserve to be celebrated. You know, just like this mass shooter does not does not deserve to be celebrated, and this sets a precedent for other people who will do this. You know, who will go into malls and stuff like that and do the same act, and their name is going to be on the front page. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it is kind of funny how I think the news media figured out like, hey, we're really like leaning into it because. You know, red. You know, red makes green. You know, like when when you have somebody like you know the Zodiac killer. You know, the media was all over it because it was so sensational and got you know people to read and really be fascinated. And ratings meant everything. That's all it really meant. And but I think they realized, you know, like what is the impact on society? Like, it's kind of like that movie Nightcrawler, where like the like the news is making the news. Mm-hmm. And so they may have been more cognizant of that. And um, but thanks to social media, you know, you've got your own thing too. You've got, you can achieve that. You know, I would even say, <laughs> fifteen minutes fast famous lasted like five minutes of fame now, because it's the flood of and constant like one upsmanship or flavor of the minute, the kind of nature of of the internet. Yes, and it's and, and it's. Oh, I apologize. Uh, I, 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 I didn't mean to interrupt your train of thought there. No, the way I mean, just it's it, it is the that it's just fulfilling these people's need for acceptance, and you know the experience, the idea of celebrityhood, whatever that means. Yeah. I really don't. I really don't understand it. Um, and once again, not to I keep using this phrase, get too deep into the woods with what the definition of a celebrity is. You know, mm-hmm. is it a person that commits commits a crime so heinous that you're going to remember it for many, many years to come? You're going to try to dissect it. You're going to try to write books about it and write movies about it. Is mm-hmm. it the basketball player that hits all these points? Is it the quarterback that throws all the touchdowns, or is it uh, a teacher that you know gets inner city kids to a contest, a state contest, and win. You know, or is it you know somebody rescuing somebody from a burning building? You know, which which is more newsworthy? Of course, we know what that answer is. Of course, it's the you know the doom and gloom, death, despair, blood shed stuff like that. Because the shock, the shock pulls you in. Yeah. And as we keep talking about over and over and over again in our in this podcast, the element of fear. And fear is so strong in the human psyche because it was our survival mechanism, like being aware of your surroundings and the potential danger that could, you know, end your life or or worse <laughs> at any given moment. And how fear is in demagoguery is so incredibly powerful. People get scared, people um are easily scared and that fear is so pervasive in humanity it, it, it exists in all of us and it's so strange um to slightly pivot i do want to talk about gun control a little more and how we just can't do anything about it it's so crazy to think that way we can't do anything about it and it to me the the final like act of how 
I felt like we're not going to do anything about this ever was Sandy Hook. Children were murdered. They're like, simply and simple. You had these, you had these really unhinged people thinking, oh, it was all faked. You've had lives shattered. And if innocent children, you know, that would, you know, young, young people that would never grow up to be older people, if their lives were taken from them, and people were like, well, that's just part of the cost of having guns, that was it. The society made that decision, and that was really disheartening. I also find it incredibly strange that very religious people want guns. Uh, I, I don't apologize for wanting to ask them. Shouldn't your faith protect you? Shouldn't you be relying on your God to protect you? And I don't, I don't think you'll have a great con- constructive answer to that. No, nine times a, nine times out of ten, they'll talk around it or they'll recite some scripture, which has nothing to do with the topic at hand. Um, it's for guns. It's based upon money. Mm-hmm. Just based upon money. That's all it is. If you go to the UK, guns are not sensationalized. Guns are not really important. You know, mm-hmm. there are, there are other ways for them to diffuse situations, and violence and stuff like that. Uh, mainly here in America. And once again, I I don't have the stats. I'm not going to pretend I do. Um, it's once again the S word sensationalized that um, guns are power, guns are money. Uh, guns are a way of getting, unfortunately, getting your point across. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you, you know. I mean, I mean, you can't express yourself. You know, I'm gonna. You know, I can't talk to you. I can't put my hands up, and I can't fight you. You know, just like we used to do in the old, in the classic old days, quote unquote. It's mm-hmm. easier to shoot you than you know than to. You know, I mean, than to me to punch you in the face or you to punch me in the face. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Um, I just, I just, when I hear like these old adages, I, it just really makes me frustrated. One of the one where they say, oh, guns don't kill people, people kill people. Guns, and also it ties into people thinking guns are a tool. Well, they're a killing tool. And they're not only a tool, they have symbolic meaning. Like you just said, it's a way of showing people I have power, and like I can take your life if I want it. It is it is that symbolism. It's also symbolic to like freedom to some people, and so they mean something beyond their usage. And also, when people say, you know, like, oh, you know, like, good guys with guns, I'm like, yes, good guys are totally gonna run out and save the day, right? <laughs> and I keep telling people, every every one of these shooters thinks they're the victim, they're the real hero in all this, and also thinking, yeah, nobody ever is gonna think. I'm gonna go nuts. I'll never be the bad guy. Give me a gun. Nobody ever thinks that. Everybody thinks they're the, the strongest, smartest, most capable person. We can't even handle driving. <laughs> and here we are <laughs> thinking we can handle killing killing tools. But 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 Kevin, I mean what about the Second Amendment, Kevin? I mean well, you know you know I mean, you know, the right to bear arms, Kevin. I mean, we're all supposed to have guns. <laughs> Well, how about that part that says of a well-regulated militia? Why don't we have people registered for militias that are what are well-regulated? They don't read that part. They just pick and not. choose. They pick and choose which, which, which part suits them. Just right. and, and also, yeah. and also militias for are for white people. For everybody else, they're gangs. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> See, you're not supposed to laugh about that, Kevin. You're not supposed to laugh about that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Imagine the Bloods and Crips decide to register as militias. No, I just, I mean, I mean, I heard a joke uh, from a comedian, Eddie Izzard. Um, he's from the UK, and he made a reference to guns don't kill people, people kill people. Well, the gun helps. You know, I mean, you can't walk around screaming, bang, bang, ratatat, bang, bang. You know, the gun actually helps. Um, <laughs> you know, and just just the origin of the gun itself. I mean, do you really need, and I'm going to go back to this, I'm probably going to get a whole lot of hate over this, but do you really need an AR-15 for protection? Do you really? Oh, oh. Of 
about the Simpsons? What about those dangerous animals like the electric eel and the flying squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I have friends that hunt. You know, I have friends that use guns to hunt deer. Because once again, the deer, you know, the deer is packing a bulletproof vest. They're uh, packing a Tech-9. So you have to protect yourself from the evil deer. So, you know, for that, I do understand tongue-in-cheek. Um, yeah. This has been a debate for so many years. And the really sad part about it is it's not going to change in our lifetime. Because the gun symbolizes something. And at every turn, they're coming out with a new gun or a new bullet or some projectile, you know, that will literally explode your insides at the sake of defense. Mm-hmm. And it's, right. it's funny that looking back at movies, for example, and once again, I'm not blaming movies, not at all. You know, you look at movies, and I'll go back to my old trusty, trusty one, John Wick. You know, somebody wrongs him, and he just murders like 50,000 people in the movie. You know, or, you know, or another movie where you seek revenge, Kill Bill, guns, you know, the Wild West, you have guns and stuff like that. And it doesn't make you a brave person. And what's really sad is almost anyone can pull a trigger on a gun. And well, it's all, yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay. Um, Go ahead. It's also like everybody has a ramble fantasy. And I think Rambo, when you look at that, is like the broken person that's let down by society. And in a way, that's a little more accurate to it all, too. Where like they, people feel pushed around by society, and they, they flip out, and they just have an emotional breakdown at the end. I think it's a really powerful thing to think about. And also, like, when violent, like gun violence is glamorized, stylized, I think it truly doesn't tell the whole story. Like... Do people really imagine what it's like to pull a trigger and watch a bullet go through somebody's eye socket? The gore, the smell, and the sound of what have really happening. Somebody stumbling back, shocked that they're dead. And how, and then what? You know, what do you do after that happens? What do you say to, to the police? What do you say to yourself that you've taken a life? What do you say to the the family that lost somebody because of your actions. What do you do legally? How do you deal with the nightmares? You know? Mm-hmm. Do you do action movies to talk about that? No, of course not. Because in movies, whether you're the gangster, whether you're an assassin, whether you're a policeman, you just pull the trigger. And then the next mm-hmm. scene cuts. And you're okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then it's like, off the next bad guy to kill. Yeah, because you don't have to worry about therapy after that. <laughs> you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, you're going to the victim's house and saying, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry I shot your son. Or, I'm sorry I shot, you know, the lady, but she was coming at me with a gun. I had no choice. You know, I apologize. You know, let's work through this. Stuff like that. And, Kevin, that's a great idea. If anyone who wants to buy a gun, legally, of course, you know, can sit down and watch a video on what happens to the human body once it gets shot by certain caliber bullets or a certain type of guns. And if you can stomach that as a human being and then take your test and be certified and all that fun stuff like that, then by all means, go ahead. But you're going to need some psychological uh, evaluation after that. If you, can, mm-hmm. you know, if you can stomach everything we're going to show you for the next hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Furthermore, why do we have to have you know, car insurance and not gun insurance? Not to empower insurance companies, but, you know. <laughs> oh, come on, Kevin. That's crazy talk. That is crazy talk. This is this is America. Land of the free, Kevin. It's America. Exactly. exactly. Shooting people should be cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and then, uh, and then on the other side of the coin, you have the people of, Someone breaks into my house and threatens my family. I have no choice. You know, what would what would your response be? Number one, it's like, do you really have a choice? Do they really have a choice? Like, you know, it's just stuff. Honestly, stuff. And also, like, it's kind of like, are people maybe trained to pull, shoot at a target? 
but again, are you really ready to shoot a person? And also, makes what makes you think you're gonna get out of this unscathed, or anybody else, uh, for that matter? You know, it, it's it, it is you know, and everybody has this like I think it's kind of like almost obsession with that scenario. What if somebody comes for my for my kid? You know, what if someone takes tries to steal my dog? <laughs> and like, are you gonna live with that hypothetical forever in your brain, thinking so your your family is that amazing? Are your children that valuable? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm, if, if anything happens, I mean, we, you know, I mean, we, we can always make more, Kevin. Always make more kids. It's fine. Exactly. Like your your, your personal information on the internet is more dangerous than that. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a very interesting argument, and I no let me let me let me rephrase that. It's not an argument, not at all. I mean, we understand, or at least the general public understands the hazards, you know, of, of gun and guns and lack of gun safety and illegal guns and stuff like that. And you know, when in doubt, we look back at the the movies and how awesome it is to have a gun turn sideways to shoot somebody. Or, you know, to get an M16 and turn into John Rambo and blow up all the, you know, the blow up all the bad guys, you know, and not thinking about anything else because the first time you've seen gun violence was on TV and on movies, you know, because you rooted, yeah, you, you rooted for the guy, you know, the, uh, excuse me, I, I want to say John Connor, but that's from Terminator, but like the Bruce Willis in Die Hard, you know, you, you rooted for him. And all the people yeah. he slaughtered just to, just to save his wife, a noble, right. a noble thing. But once again, you just slaughtered fifty people in the past ninety minutes, you know, to do all this. And, and and you know, and to think, you know, it is interesting that when you 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 bring that up, like a lot of people's first, you know, you know, view of gun violence is through a movie or something. But how does that compare to somebody who's that was not their first experience. What if it was in real life where somebody saw somebody get shot? <laughs> Would that completely change their perspective? It, it, it might. You know, it might. You know, but then you can't, mm-hmm. then you really can't account for, you know, you know, the people who are, you know, the mentally unstable or mm-hmm, yeah. the G's or the hardened thugs mm-hmm. or, you know, the gangster guys and stuff like that. You know, who just arm themselves to the teeth just to walk down the block, you know, ready for any kind of battle that goes on on 25th Street. You know, it's... Or, yeah. or even an accident where a kid accidentally shoots somebody with a gun because they're messing around with it. Yes. I mean, that's got to probably take, you know, the rest of their lives to get over. Yeah, but we don't, you know, we... Uh, are afraid of that a word like i mentioned so many times that accountability you know you are buying a gun to defend yourself allegedly but you know when that gun comes into play and you pull that trigger you know this is with you for the rest of your life no matter how much of a sociopath you can be that's going to stick that's going to stick with you you know or or, or you know are you know, the gang guys who do drive-by shootings or the, the gangster and the, the guys who pretend they're gangsters, you know, doing stuff like that, this sticks with you. I mean, you know, no matter how hardcore you are, and is it really worth mm-hmm. it? Is it really worth it? I mean, yes. Well, you know, I mean, yes, your house can be broken into. Yes, you can get carjacked. All those hypothetical situations. You know, yes, what if your leg falls off? Exactly. But uh, yeah. this is that ongoing argument that the ongoing debate that you know what's next you know what what weapon is next is it the G.I. Joe laser gun you know from the old cartoon days you know what's next <laughs> well those are terrible aim don't you know <laughs> <laughs> remember everybody remember everybody Duke was taken down by a snake to the heart not a bullet <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean and you know and you know of course I mean of course the guy had better aim with a snake, you know, <laughs> versus laser guns. Exactly. They have some mentor. <laughs> one thing, I, and, and of course, a small aside, before we get back to the main topic, a small aside, Kevin. Now, once again, for those of you millennials who have never seen G.I. Joe, pause the podcast, hop on YouTube, and look up G.I. Joe for maybe 10 seconds. 
Cobra and G.I. Joe would meet in the middle of some battlefield somewhere in the world, and they would have their laser guns and literally run at each other and shoot each other with lasers. No lasers would hit anybody. Nobody would get hurt. And then, this is the best part, when they got it maybe about, maybe what, Kevin, five feet from each other, they drop their guns and start fist fighting. <laughs> Wait, why don't you just do it in the first place? <laughs> Even... Well, the, only, the only people that got shot were robots. Yes, Exactly. And even at my naive age of five and six, I asked my mother, I'm like, they have guns. Nobody's hurt. <laughs> Why are they dropping their guns and fighting each other? I, ne- I never understood that for a very young age. I also think it was a quasi-military rec- uh, recruiting thing, too. <laughs> I mean, look, you can wear whatever you want to the military. <laughs> Yes, and we're going to go, when you see the bad guys and they don't see you, you're going to run full speed, no armor, screaming yo-jo at them. Don't worry about getting shot in the head or shot in the scrotum. You're fine. Just run at them screaming. I mean, that's a pretty power move right there. That would be intimidating if somebody yelled yo-jo ready to fight. Yeah, come to think of it, I wouldn't know what to do. I have my laser gun going, Kevin, you see this? These 15 guys are screaming yo-jo at me. Okay, I don't know. Should I shoot them? I don't know. They are ready to die. I don't, I don't want to fight these guys. Drop your weapons and start punching. Is that that wrestler guy? <laughs> I, I don't want to shoot him. I grew up watching him. Is that Perry? <laughs> and why is he have a football with a chain? Um, no. <laughs> Once again, people, pause the show, look up G.I. Joe, and you will understand the joke. Um, but, but going back to guns, um, it, it's really interesting. I mean, there's so many different silly, silly remedies we can come up with. You know, charging for bullets, making guns more expensive making a certain type of gun that only holds six shots. You know, yes, these are great in theory, but would they work? No, because you're going to have some schmo that isn't going to buy by the rules, you know, and they're going to come up with another way of making the gun more powerful, you know, more dangerous, stuff of that nature. So, of course, that's not a solution. And do we even have a solution? You know, has it gotten this far, Kevin, to where we can't look back now because everything is becoming more upgraded you know, and, and stuff like that. I still believe there are solutions out there. I still do think so. It is, a, I think, you know, really de-glamorizing gun violence is one. Um, and also, like, you know, increasing mental health accessibility and uh, efficacy and um, destigmatizing <laughs> doing things in a peaceful way. It's like it's compromise on dirty word, and because um, you gotta keep thinking, why is it that a very certain type of person is most likely to do the mass shooting? <laughs> let's really think about that, and let's examine why and what factors make them like prime targets for shooting a bunch of people they don't know. <laughs> like, has there ever been a woman? mass shooter you know or or somebody that was not straight or somebody that was disabled or you know why is it that no like people the vast majority of them are a very certain person you know yeah and that's true it's interesting because to break it down a little bit it's for males it's maybe and I could be stretching it, and please, guys, you can always fact check me. It's a good chunk of white males that are mass shooters. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And I wonder about even their political leanings as well. You know, I don't want to be presumptuous, but I got a suspicion they've got maybe a certain set of political beliefs as well. Yes, I mean, it could be so. It could be so many factors. You know, the African-American, African-American um, uh, serial killers, 
very, very, very small, extremely small mass shooters, extremely small um, mm-hmm. serial killers for women. It's extremely small, but mm-hmm. they're more detailed. It's not guns. It's mm-hmm. not knives. It's poison. It's planning stuff, stuff like that. But the mm-hmm. bare bones mass shooters are all Caucasian males. And, mm-hmm. and always wonder what can be the catalyst like we always been speaking about. Is it one bad day? Is it fire from your job? Divorcing your wife? You know, something harms your family? It's, it could be just so many different factors that we don't take the time to really figure out. We see no, mass... Yeah, we see mass shooter. We're like... And, and once again, guys, don't slaughter me when I say this. I say this tongue-in-cheek. You know... This is great. You know, another mass shooting. You know, who is he? What's his name? You know, mm-hmm. not not who he killed. It's what's his name, yeah. how many he killed, and what did he use. And that's pretty much yeah. happens. And furthermore, not only are there culprits of that ilk, what about the people that have the political power or captains of industry that are tied to it? What sort of people are they? as well that's also a funny thing coincidence to think about as well yes and once again you will never hear someone a lawmaker a congressman or even a president you will never hear them say let's get rid of guns never it's that that's too politically hot right and like as a culture you know it's it is like you'll he- you'll hear people openly disparaging you know muslims or 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 you know or any other person of of diversity and yet these people that commit these acts they they they're the targeted victim and they're the one facing persecution you know they have no idea what it's like at all for like the rest of us where it's just like well that's just part of the living in the society yeah absolutely and to quote a, a movie, uh, The Third Man. Have you seen that movie before? I have not. It's an older movie. And one of the final scenes, two people are on a Ferris wheel. And and as they're sitting on top of the Ferris wheel, the Ferris wheel stops, of course. And one guy looks at another guy who's a murderer. He, he's his friend. And he goes, I'm summing it up. He goes, how can you, how can you murder, you know, all these people? How can you do that? And the murderer was just a blank stare. And he goes, look down at all those dots, you know, with your people. He goes, if one of those dots move, would you really care? And that was the coldest thing I've ever heard. You know, and I'm like, he looks at human life just as like dots or like ants you know mm-hmm. they're expendable mm-hmm. and that's could be you know one factor is people that you know that you know, people who are mentally unhinged see you know i mean right. i'm pretty sure see human right. lives are just just like ants you know or just like bugs that we step on because they crawl on us and because we're secretly scared of them <laughs> yeah and that would that made total sense where they they don't see people's people but just like like you're saying just just something in the way that just you know you don't get mad when you squash a bug and then it's just like that possibly but it is and just maybe they felt like you know hit to that extreme like it's just feeling to think that that's a possibility that people do may think that way yeah <laughs> it's scary but unfortunately it's a fact you know and I've always I've always made the joke that as wealthy as I am now, I can just disappear into like a little place in Delaware and and be safe, quote unquote. You know, like live in a log cabin surrounded by woods. You know, but, you know, you can't escape guns. You can't escape bullets. You can't escape, you know, just, just, just mentally struggling people who just snap just for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And, and it's an ongoing thing that... You know, it's one of those what ifs and should be's and possibilities and probabilities 
uh, you know, of it ending or getting worse. Just like you, I'm, I'm very optimistic. You know, hopefully with all the technology, every single day that's evolving, that stuff like this could be prevented. You know, just like in the movies, you know, stuff like that can be prevented. Mm-hmm. You go forward in time, you see a shooter, you take him out like right then and there before he goes crazy and takes out 20 people. You know, right. but... Yeah, I think maybe you just said the right word, prevention. I think maybe that's it. And just like, you know, one of the revelations I had and during my spiritual um, journey was that I'm called to be there for people, to be empathetic, and try to withhold judgment, because I feel that need of me and how that fulfills me. And like, I may not need to put them in my life. I may need to, I don't need to solve their problems, but I need to reach out to people, because I think if people really did that and made people feel like heard and recognized, we could maybe prevent these things. You know, like people from just seeking, you know, <laughs> encouragement, validation through the internet, no matter how hard their beliefs are. It's a possibility. Do I think it'll happen in our lifetime? Probably not. But it's possible. And yeah, which which just makes me wonder. You know, it makes me wonder, you know, that the blame is shifted in the wrong direction. You know. Right. Like you know, I've worked I've worked with children for a while now and um the most upsetting times were the times I've had to call emergency psychological services on somebody because, you know, I'm hypervigilant of these things and I get so upset, it hurts me a lot because I I felt that I could not sit there and have the possibility that this person may end up on the news later without doing something. They may hate me, the family may hate me, but I'd rather be completely wrong about the way I felt than to allow anything like this to go on without trying to do something. And those moments burnt me out, but I knew I did the right thing, and I will, I will always do the right thing that way. Of course, because you have morals. You know, I mean, I mean, you have ethics. <laughs> you know, you have integrity. You know, and, and unfortunately, a, a lot of people don't have that, and that's pretty sad. But it's people's belief systems too. They don't believe what mm-hmm. you believe, or what I believe, or what they believe, because we don't mm-hmm. know. That's the only thing we don't know. All we have is something telling us don't do that, and. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I listen to that. Sometimes I don't. And most people, sometimes they don't listen to it. <laughs> so, you know, so this is what we get. You know, it's, yeah, it's about kind of stepping outside yourself, really. And just, like, seeing it from other people's point of view. Like, I just hope that a lot of people are not too far gone. And then, you know, <laughs> if you're out there, you know, but then again, there are stories where people like escape like the Ku Klux Klan, <laughs> or like there is no. It's kind of sad. There was this one story about um this one guy that was at January sixth, and then um I think Fox News started blaming him for all these things, and a guy that was totally into all of that became the victim of his of his own kind of cabal. To the point where, like, yeah, now, like, it, it, the whole thing turned on him. Like, man, that's, I can't imagine the psychological journey of that of that guy. Yeah, he's going to have a lot of stuff ahead of him to deal with for many, many years. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, man, as we put a capper on this episode, because once again, we can go for hours. We can go for hours <laughs> about this one. But uh, instead, I'd rather talk shit about Panda Express. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I had to... <laughs> More like YouTube. <laughs> I had to throw it in there. So, let's uh, let's switch on over to rants. Do you have any rants, Kevin? 
Let's see. Um, rants. Uh, well, I okay. Rants. You ever go to a party and like you're the new person and you don't know nobody and it's like okay now what do I do? Well, I guess get you know it's just awful to get drunk so I don't feel so self-conscious. I don't like it when hosts don't do a good job of being a host and that a host should be there to make sure people are having a good time and to introduce people to each other and to help you know people uh, feel part of the party because I try my best that if I'm at a party and I know people and somebody's there that doesn't know them to say hi because I know what it's like so you know if you're out there and you're having a party be inclusive be cool to people that you don't know and maybe you'll find something really cool to, to chill with Mm, that's an interesting one too you know it all depends upon sadly enough status you know if you had, if you had, if you had a certain status and you go to a party depending upon who you are and what you represent you know then you may have a better time you know you, you mm-hmm. know versus walking in cold and having you know people not know who you are so many different factors mm-hmm. on that, which is why I don't go to parties because I don't like people. Um, but no, I, I, I understand what you're talking about. And uh, you can continue or is it my turn? Your turn. My rant is about cartoons, Kevin. What happened to our cartoons? I am that old man screaming at clouds here in the next couple of minutes. Cartoons used to be amazing, used to be an escape from everything. And... You know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out G.I. Joe, Transformers, Mask, or any stuff like that. And don't worry, guys. Pause the podcast. Look these up. It's pretty damn cool. And, you know, you had your different genres of cartoons. You had your hardcore action cartoons that had a decent message at the end. You'd be very surprised. You know, Transformers, machines killing and beating the tar out of each other. With a good message at the end, you know, or you had G.I. Joe, you had, you know, the, you know, the American military people that dressed like you said, and whatever they wanted to was perfectly fine. You know, you couldn't figure out which one, which one was a good guy or a civilian because, you know, because the one guy dresses up as a sea captain. Yeah, there we go. With a parrot on his shoulder, but he had a gun. Sweet. And they go through all this fighting and fighting and fighting. And at the end. You know, you see kids, you know, kids playing in a, in, in a school park and one kid's about to sit on the park bench that's wet. And then all of a sudden a G.I. Joe guy pops out and goes, hey, don't sit on that bench. Can't you read? And, you know, there you go. <laughs> but they always had time for the kids. Um, and then you had your educational cartoons. You know, you had your reading rainbow and your great space coaster and stuff like that. Look it up, people. And. Then the you. Space Coaster, that's a scary one. I, I hated it. <laughs> Yikes. Well, I mean, you hop on with plushy monsters in like a little uh, cart that goes in the air, so that's pretty creepy. Um, oh, that's an acid trip, man. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you had your really soft, soft cartoons like Care Bears and, and Rainbow Bright and My Little Pony, stuff like that, that nobody watched because everybody was too busy watching G.I. Joe and Transformers. You know, you had. All these subsections of cartoons, but now the cartoons that are out right now, and I'm not talking shit about them, but they're all learning from start to finish cartoons. There isn't really anything fun and that has escapism anymore with cartoons. And I guess, because I used to watch them with my son growing up, and the only escapism we had was Spongebob. And that's it. <laughs> you know everything else was still, go ahead yeah it's still there <laughs> and that's the scary it's part it's fun but it's, I mean that's why that's a fun one but I mean I don't know I do like more nuanced um, cartoons of today I would like to, to plug the Netflix miniseries of the retelling of the Transformers cartoon it's real good and it has a lot more uh, subtlety to it. Like Optimus Prime makes the wrong decision. <laughs> or if you find it, the new version of Thundercats was really good. The animation was so much better and again it had a lot of character development. 
it was really really good or even like um um steven universe i heard is a really good one and has somebody told me like even in that it it, it portrayed god abandoning the world because he was afraid of his own creation <laughs> i'm like damn that's deep that's pretty damn deep <laughs> right <laughs> or like adventure time you know it's a really fun and silly weird um cartoon but it's there's really deep themes like you know child abandonment so yeah there's some actually some good stuff out there man oh well, there's you know there's that and there's uh the old show regular show uh which <laughs> you know which with a raccoon and a bird and not and spoiler alert people if you don't want to hear the spoilers fast forward about 10 seconds yeah at the end of regular show kevin they all die except for one of them i didn't see the end of that i'm just like man i need to see the end of that <laughs> yeah it's all some weird fever dream and i'm like i'm so depressed because like my son and i used to watch a regular show all the time and have fun laugh at it buy the merchandise and we watched it and i'm like oh my god <laughs> you know man that's great yeah i could now i gotta watch the rest of this and um i never saw that show um was it two angry beavers but i heard the series finale is like kind of like the voice actors talking about what they're gonna do and that's like that's what she was canceled <laughs> as the characters yes it's it's it's, it's it's definitely interesting i mean yes you do have lessons but they're so bizarre and weird and you don't really see it until almost the end of the series but um yeah, it's it's definitely interesting, you know. I mean, compared to the older cartoons, but uh, yes, um, that's that's you know, like that's my rant. <laughs> uh, and now, do you have anything for us uh, before we call it a show? Uh, well, you know, might as well do another uh, part of the other of my other shows here on there. Let's do shoutouts. I would like to shout out shout out the Good News Network. And it's kind of like a, uh, a channel that's dedicated to good news in the world, like scientific breakthroughs or like anniversaries of really an important event. And so that's something that um, if you have like a smart device, like a, a Alexa or Siri, you can um, tune into it every morning. They'll give you some interesting and positive news stories every day. That actually sounds really good. I like that. Um, yeah. My shout out is to i'm gonna go back to it one more time on youtube there are live streams of gi joe live streams of transformers live streams of george of the jungle live streams of just classic cartoons and even if you're unfamiliar with what we've been talking about go on youtube and look these up you know they're not graphic head choppy explosions stuff like that yes it's a violent cartoon but nothing that will traumatize you forever. It's just harmless, I can't believe I'm going to say this, harmless gun action films, Kevin. Cartoons. So, yeah. <laughs> Which totally negated what we've been talking about the past hour, but it's a cartoon. So, yes, uh, that's that's my shout-outs for that. Nice. And so, as we bid everyone an adieu, um, where can people find you, Kevin, if they want to get in contact with you? Well, you know, usually on Facebook. That's where we pod us. Uh, that's where Jeff and I uh, post our links to this, our Serial and Beer podcast. So we're on all the same um, uh, streaming platforms, such as same thing as Walker 8's Experience, for example, Podbean, Podomatic, um, um, Apple Podcasts. So yeah, catch us there. Leave us comments, and subscribe, and uh, spread the uh, the awareness of the show from there. Awesome. And of course, you can find us on twenty two free different platforms out there, whether it be Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or um, Good Pods, or just do a Google search for the Walker. AC experience and you'll find all the links there please subscribe follow like comment everything of the sort reach out to us via email also under slacking 
majestically01 yahoo.com that's slacking majestically01 yahoo.com and of course the holidays are coming up here so why not support the experience and hop on cafepress.com forward slash w a c e that'll bring you to our merchandise page get some merch t-shirts hoodies pajamas blankets everything in between support the experience and all of their shows Coming soon before the holidays, the cereal and beer merchandise. Rep the merchandise and hoodies and shirts and stationery. Support us. Support what we do. Support the show. We do appreciate that. And once again, this has been the Walker AC Experience. I have been Adrian. He has been Kevin. You have been our friends, our family, our loved ones, people who like our show people who hate our show but you're still listening nanny nanny boo boo and we'll talk to you again soon